This episode of Beyond the Closing, we talk with Matt Angler from Allied Inspection Services. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by First United Land Transfer. Enjoy the conversation. So, Matt, so glad that you're here, man. Thank you yeah. so much. And it's funny because you just walked in and, you know, you brought this pretty awesome flyer talking about something that I find is so interesting and not many people are actually doing, right? Absolutely. So, yep. uh, many years back when I got out of the service, I would always carry a little kit in the back of my SUV that I had, and I had food, I had water, I had uh, toilet paper, and- Clutch. I, right? Yeah. So you never knew you, where you were going to get stuck. Yep. And me, I was very adventurous back in my younger years. But here you have something that uh, says, uh, do, yourself in, uh, do, yourself in your family affer- uh, do yourself and your family a favor and review and implement these travel preparations before you merge onto the interstate. So what, man, this is great. So what inspired you to do this? Uh, well, obviously, you know, it takes, uh, you know, something, you know, significant to, to put things into motion. And I think witnessing the, uh, I guess you would call them tragedies with uh, the weather-related accidents on our local interstates, you know, whether it was 309 or 33, or I think the one that really resonated the most was the one on 78 a I couple remember of years that. ago. Yeah. I, mean, I lived in Hamburg back then. <clears throat> yes. So, so it's just amazing that, you know, this type of stuff still happens where people are stranded for that long of a period of time. And, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to, uh, you know, business and serving the community, we all really want to, you know, operate a good business, but at the same time provide, provide a lot of value. Indeed. So the wheels are constantly churning as to how do we provide a little bit more value? How do we kind of, you know, instill some, you know, allow people to think and, and um, you know, just remind them of things and uh, stimulate some thought and, and provide value in, in, a, in a way that, you know, helps protect their family or gives them some food for thought. Indeed, because um, this is very selfless. This has nothing to do with home inspections. This has, to, has a lot to do with protecting your family exactly, and yourself. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. So it's like, how do we provide value and how do we relate it with home inspection? And, and how this all comes together is being winter, a lot of people are already have their, it's on the radar that they're looking to sell their house. They're probably already 99% convinced they're going to be selling and they're, you know, they're probably advised to wait until the market gets hotter in the springtime, you know, or warmer, I guess, in the spring or the market starts to defrost, you know, March, April, right. this for sale signs. I always kind of joke as the ground thaws, the for sale signs start plopping right in place. <laughs> but what happens then with all of this, you know, uh, heightened activity in the springtime, on the flip side, the home inspections are occurring, and we're seeing a lot of little things that pop up during the course of the inspection. Right. And although- Like you know, what? Little rot that's developing. Okay. You know, moisture issues in basements, you know, a little bit of mold growth, you know, some spider infestations. Um, and, it, and it's funny because a lot of this stuff is related to roof water. Okay. Didn't know and that. Tell, tell me more. I always I always joke with people because we, we make a, a you know a point of emphasizing how critical it is to get roof water away from a, a foundation. Right. And studies have actually concluded that ninety percent of the water that would get into a basement or crawl space is water that originally landed on the roof of the house. Uh, even more detail behind that is roughly every one thousand square foot of roof surface you have every inch of rainfall out of the sky would translate into roughly a thousand gallons of water. 
So that's a lot of water coming off of a roof. Indeed. So if your gutters aren't clean, if they're not there, if they're not sloped right, but if they're not clean, if they're not extended away from the foundation, that water is draining next to the foundation, will find a way in through the foundation walls and create damp environment in the basement, which could lead to mold growth, of course, but also it attracts insects. Right. They're attracted to the damp environment. What eats those insects are the spiders. So if you want to get rid of spiders, you make sure that your roof water is discharging. You keep the dampness levels down in the basement and it huh. starts on the exterior. It's not about just getting a, a sump pump installed or putting in a new water uh, treatment uh, system in the basement. Uh, you know, it, it's about going to the outside, going to the source, you know, not treating the symptom, but going to the source, which is roof water. So what happens a lot of times in the wintertime is these little maintenance things aren't done. You know, maybe they've raked the leaves in the end of October, right. but you're still going to get leaves accumulating in November, even in December, depending. And uh, if they're not cleared out and you got water not getting away, it's going to freeze and then once it thaws out in the springtime, then you can have all kinds of mess and issues. So the reality is we're seeing issues, these little issues that could have been prevented by doing general maintenance are showing up as defects now in inspection reports that we're conducting in April and May. Very nice. So, so in other words, be mindful of the outside of, of your, your property at all times. Exactly. Right? It doesn't matter what time of the year. Exactly. You should make sure that everything is clear around the perimeter of your house. Yep. Extend those downspouts and make sure gutters are clear. And, you know, make sure if you, because some uh, houses have problem with ice damming and freezing of water in those gutters and downspouts. So there's, there's heat cables that are installed. You know, people don't even know that if they're working or not. Because uh, they're not testing them. They may have had them installed two years ago, 10 years ago, and they've worked fine every year. But unless you verify that they're working, uh, you don't know. So make sure those guys are, are working. And what's the best way to rely, do that? Well, you rely on it, but uh, you, you can basically get voltage meters okay. and make sure they're plugged in and test them for voltage or, or hire someone who installed it to come out and check on it. Um, but yeah, there's simple tools you could buy at Home Depot Lowe's that will measure voltage and once you have it turned on you could just tap the line to see that there's uh there's current flowing through it so we would take time to actually maintain our vehicles we should at least right we, yep. we take time to actually go to the doctor some of us and, and maintain our health yep. uh so just like that you have to take time to maintain your, your house properly yep. right make sure that everything that keeps that house warm that everything that uh, keeps that house um clear of, of water uh that everything should be checked at least what do you recommend once twice a year right Every quarter, you know, every season, there's, there's a little seasonal checklist you can go through. Uh, we have one we do uh, with our inspections. We include a, a manual, how to operate your home, and there's a seasonal checklist inside that book that help out. Um, but, yeah, you just want to be mindful. You just want to be plugged into this kind of stuff. Um, you know, and, and quite honestly, Google is a really good help. I mean, just be mindful of it and just do a little search on Google. You know, if, you're, if it's springtime, you know, spring maintenance tips, you know, just so you're cognizant of it. You know, but that's the thing. You're, you're required by law to get your car inspected annually, right. which is a good thing because right. you're driving a huge, you know, thousand plus pound object around on, on public roads. So you want to make sure and that it's safe. Uh, but at the same point, houses, I mean, we spend a lot of time obviously in our homes and, uh, you know, indoor safety is, is critical. So people aren't even, you know, they're, they're not even aware that their smoke detectors might be installed improperly or are missing. Um, you know, let alone they're having health issues in the house. People are constantly battling colds or, mm. you know, respiratory issues and no one can figure out why. And here, here it's, a, it's, a, it's a mold issue that's going on. Um, 
And, uh, you know, they're not, and it's, and it's little things like the one downspout in the back corner of the house has been draining next to the foundation is what's causing this moisture issue in the basement, which is then leading to uh, mold growth in the house. Um, so it's amazing that these little things can, can feed on each other, but no one is uh, being reminded of it or, or they're not being reminded on it, of it regularly enough. And that's why, you know, this card kind of stood out as something important. You know, let's just get a little checklist out there, make it available, just a little, you know, incentive for someone just to grab their attention. Oh yeah, maybe I should think about, you know, or execute. You know, I thought about putting that blanket and extra pair of gloves and water and bag or granola in the car. I just haven't done it yet, you know, and well, here's a little checklist to encourage you to do let's it. go over that checklist man you know what yeah so you have let's talk about winter right because you and i we, well you more than i uh we love the outdoors yeah right we, we like doing things whether it's uh going out mountain biking you, you're an avid skier right? no i don't ski okay no no i never got the grasp of it back in the day and, but uh but i run on ski slope so there we go i remember that okay <laughs> that, and that's where i was getting that from um but nevertheless i mean you, you love the outdoors um but at the same time, you, you're you really big into health mm-hmm. right, and fitness and, yep. and making sure that, that, that you take care of yourself, you take care of your body. And then here, you know, we, we talk about uh, the same thing, but for your home, you're preparing your home for the exactly. winter. Uh, you know, I, I've been looking forward to for this big snowstorm that we're supposed to get. Yeah, right. right? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm willing, I'm looking forward to the day where I'm actually stranded inside the house for a little bit. Sure. Or actually, actually, you know, go up to the mountain and maybe do a little skiing. It's yep. been a while since I've done that. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, winter home preparations 101. You know, you talked about um, thermostat, ensure that uh, these are functional and properly. Um, how do you properly set your thermostat? Well, part of this list was was also inspired about people traveling for the holidays. Okay, all right. Um, so it was really more of a winter checklist because there's different things you're going to encounter in the winter than you would in the summer. For Indeed. instance, you know, checking your fireplace before you leave. If you had a fire the night before and you presume it's, it's out and extinguished, but you never know. There could be some lingering hot embers in that fireplace okay. uh, that could spark. You know, maybe, you know, there's some wrapping paper that was stuffed in the fireplace <laughs> and, you know, they didn't all catch and, you know, but that one hot ember all of a sudden found life, you know, hours later after you left the party, you know, and you left to travel to go visit, you know, some family for the weekend. Right. Um, so like those are obviously unique items to, to winter travel. You wouldn't really necessarily be worried about hot embers in the summertime. Uh, but basically, people turn the thermostat down too low sometimes i think you know people will turn it off they have to be careful not to turn the thermostat off uh leave it on of course but leave it set around you know somewhere in the 58 plus or minus is a a good number you know commonly people go 55 i would say not go below 60 62 okay um why is that well one of the things with with heating a home back up is, is not only is the home uh you're heating the air but you also have to heat the walls Right. The carpet, right. the couches, the furniture. So everything in the house has to get warmed up. So by keeping it that cold, uh, if you're only gone for a week, you know, it's just going to take require that much more energy to warm it all back up. Makes sense. Um, but at the same point, you know, some of those water lines, depending on how deep of a freeze you get and how well insulated your house is, some water lines run up the exterior of the house. Um, and if your house is set at 55 or 52, somewhere in that range, and it's, you know, zero outside sustained for a day or two, I mean, you hmm. never know. And depending on installation, some of those pipes running up the exterior wall could freeze. So true. And, so true. And, the, and the reason they could freeze, and again, what's different is the fact the water has stopped moving. No one's brushing their teeth or flushing the toilet or taking a shower. So the water in that line, yeah, it's coming out of the earth at roughly 53 and a half degrees, but now it's sitting in that pipe. 
on an exterior wall during a polar vortex for three or four days where it's well below freezing and right around zero degrees, that could freeze that pipe. So, uh, so th it's a different circumstance. So they keep the house the a little bit warmer. Too that uh, you know, it, it, you're thinking that you're probably saving a little bit of money by putting the heat below 55 or, or shutting everything off. But you know, the cost that would actually that, that you're taking on. Yeah, a little risk. If, the risk reward, like everything in life, honestly. But uh, but yeah, just a little bit, kind of, um, you know, give you a little buffer zone. I like Hedge that. Hedge your bet. I like that. So tell me a little bit more about this uh, winter vacation checklist and maintenance tips. You know, I think a lot of it too was safety too, you, with with burglaries and stuff like that. Just security. You know, making sure, of course, if you have an alarm system that you're setting it, but you, that you're not leaving things out that would maybe you know raise a flag to somebody that somebody's at home. Like if your garbage cans are left out for three days, someone might drive by suspecting there's no car in the driveway. And, or their driveway's not shoveled and their garbage cans are still out in the street and it snowed three days ago and garbage was five days ago, they may suspect that, you know, nobody's home. You know, that could be an opportunity for somebody. So maybe uh, talk to one of your neighbors? Exactly, which is on the list. Inform your neighbors that you're going away. A trusted neighbor. Which I of did want to make sure I put trusted on there, <laughs> you know. Uh, but a trusted neighbor, yeah. And just, to, you know, give them a heads up that you are leaving. Uh, but also, yeah, if there's garbage cans that need to be taken, you know, from the curb back to the house or even taken from the house down to the curb and then back. Uh, making sure you have someone there to shovel uh, the driveway, uh, particularly the walkways. You know, we need to make sure the walkways are safe. I mean, a lot of people rely on walking down the sidewalk. Indeed. Um, you know, whether it's just going to the bus stop or just going for a walk in, with the dog uh, or with the family, if those walkways aren't shoveled, um, obviously that's a that's a safety hazard for uh, for, for the community. So uh, so it's your responsibility to ensure that somebody is looking out after it. So it's just those little details that you're not really thinking about. You're all just worried about, you know, getting the gifts wrapped, loading everyone in the car, you know, what's the weather going to be like, you know, oh my God, who am I going to see on my <laughs> trip and where am I going to be sleeping? How is it going to work out? You know, I have so much to do and, um, you know, this way you're more focused on just a little bit of an insight into slow it down before you walk out the door, just give this a quick once over. So, you know what, now that everybody's going to be going back to, to school, college, mm -hmm. um, it, People are traveling. We don't. We haven't gotten a big snowstorm yet. But you know what you have here for auto, I think is such a great tool. Um, and I tell my kid, I have a 20-year-old daughter, right? And I tell her, honey, make sure that you never go below half a tank on your car, right? Because you never know what's going to happen. But here, you're, yep. you're saying, you know, top off your fuel. Yep, exactly. Right? Um, you're talking about uh, packing extra, packing extra blankets, jackets, water, snacks. Uh, ensure that the uh, very important. Ensure that your tire inf uh, are properly inflated. Yep. Right. Th those little things. People actually sometimes kind of put at, at the back of their mind and, and and forget that they're traveling on a, a tire that Pardon? might actually be underinflated or overinflated. For yeah. That. Personally, probably the most valuable one. Well, they're all very valuable. They're all really important. But you know, the, the windshield washer fluid reservoir with the de-icer fluid. That one personally is one of the biggest hindrances, especially if you're doing a long interstate drive. Right. My wife is from Western PA. Okay. So we do a lot of trips across 80. And, uh, you know, when you, when you have inclement weather, your windshield gets built up with salt. Right. And you want to, you have to rinse that off with your washer fluid. And depending on the design of the vehicle, the particular vehicle we had, um, the where the lines, the fluid lines for the windshield washer were very close to the hood. 
and they weren't well insulated. So they were freezing. Oh no. So you were driving across the interstate and you would go to use your windshield washer fluid and it wasn't, the line was frozen. You know, regardless of how high you had the defroster on or how long the drive was, the, the lines were just too close to the hood of the car. And when it's 10 degrees, 15 degrees, those lines froze solid. We, we had lines that were frozen solid for weeks during one of those polar vortexes. Ouch. You know, all because, you know, had I been, you know, mindful enough to add the uh, the extra, uh, whatever they call it, the, the de-icer fluid, um, you know, that would have remedied that problem and, and it's amazing i mean think about going 70 miles an hour across the interstate and your windshield's glazed over with salt and you're having trouble seeing and the sun's setting earlier you know that's obviously a safety hazard all because you didn't get reminded to put the dehyzer fluid in not just know? for yourself but others out there too exactly so, you exactly know, you definitely have to be mindful of that exactly especially when we do actually finally get the big storm storm that uh that they've been talking about for a while yeah hey don't get me wrong i'm enjoying the weather that we're having but, yes. Uh, well, it's I, good for real estate. So, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll take the sunshine. <laughs> it's good for you. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So you're able to actually get on people's roofs and, and do, uh, perform your inspections. Uh, yes. It, obviously, the, the best that you possibly can. Yep. Where you're not able to do that. And, um, you know, when there's four or five inches of snow on top exactly. of the roof. Yep. So or around the perimeter of the house, of course. Yep. So good stuff, man. So uh, tell me, man, what, what else? Um, what other recommendations do you have for uh, for homeowners, especially at this time of the year, uh, and people who are actually looking to uh, get their home inspections, which I think is probably one of the most important things that you could do for yourself? Yeah, and, and I think that's that that's the, the overall umbrella to a lot of the stuff we've been doing lately. We as an, an allied as far as some of the content we've been providing uh, is really about education and just reminding people. You know, as we know, I mean, when you take your car in to get inspected, you, you have to do it. And, and oftentimes people don't really care exactly what's going on or what's being checked as long as, you know, they know they're looking at the tires, looking at the brakes, looking at washer fluid, making sure the turn signals and brake lights are working. But uh, with, with the house, you're not required to do it. So little things might be sliding through the cracks. And, and from the home inspection side of things, we're finding that in most of our reporting and most of the, 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 the inconvenience of doing an inspection is dealing with discussing, explaining all of the little tiny arguably inconsequential items that we're finding in a house that could easily be resolved by simple maintenance. And it's essentially because no one ever told them about it. They didn't know that they were supposed to do it. You know, it's amazing how many different things we see that are done wrong. Even in new construction, we see silly things that are done wrong. Um, Give a small example of that. Oh man. Well, since we talked about gutters and downspouts, um, if, uh, if you, the, the conventional, what we call splash blocks. So where a downspout discharges down next to a house, ideally you should have an extension pipe on that roughly six to eight feet going away from the house. Okay. A rigid, smooth pipe, ideally, not the flexible stuff. But ultimately they're putting these little concrete, now they have plastic or vinyl versions of these, what we call splash blocks. So the water that comes out of the end of that downspout, instead of just driving down into the dirt and the earth and eroding that soil and creating a cavity for water to drain right along your foundation, mm -hmm. these splash blocks absorb that water, absorb the splash and like, you know, deaden that blow and then allow the water to flow out the other end. So the splash block is designed, it, it, one end of it is it's basically three sides are have like a curb on it. Okay. And then the fourth side is open to allow the water to flow out away from the, the other house. end. Right. And I I don't want to throw percentages out there, but it, it's 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 definitely more than twenty percent of the time on, on we'll see on newer homes where these splash blocks are actually installed backwards. Oh. 
again, it's a silly little thing. It's, it's kind of comical, but these splash blocks are backwards. So water is coming out of these downspouts, hitting these splash blocks. And the water is designed to flow, or the way they're intended is to flow away from the house right. to the open end. But because it's curbed, there's a, a lift around a lip around three sides of this splash block, the water's just flowing back and actually dumping right next to the house. Uh, so it's completely counterintuitive. Um, but it, you know, again, it's just a small little detail of things that we see. And again, no one thinks anything of it. It'll, they'll buy, they'll buy the house new and they'll live there for 15 years and have that same little splash block in the wrong direction. And meanwhile, they've been dealing with potential, some structural issues, some settlement issues, and maybe some spiders in the basement that could have right. been And it's just remedied. an open invitation for uh, what destroying insects exactly. in the future. So. Exactly. So again, it's just about taking care of the little things. And these little checklists, uh, we'll, we'll keep putting them out there. And, and you know, again, you know, one little, uh, you know, life at a time, one little family at a time, will, you know, will, will hopefully, you know, be, be better for it. So, uh, so that's, that's our goal. Is there a website that you have that people could visit so they could check periodically, um, you know, as the seasons change of what, how they, what they should be doing to maintain their property? <clears throat> that's actually something, uh, pretty valuable. Maybe we should implement that. I would say a lot of these checklists are available through our social media pages. Okay. Uh, you just go through and they're available as PDFs in our photos section and gallery. So people can download them that way. I like um, that. but, uh, but yeah, we're just, uh, making them available and uh, we're kind of going grassroots with hand, handing them out, distributing them to the local real estate offices and then online on our social media sites. I love it, man. Thank you so much. And, you know, I know this is very impromptu. You just came in and uh, yeah. you wanted to distribute these uh, uh, pamphlets, uh, winter vacation checklist, which I am very grateful for. So thank you for the inspiration and in putting this podcast out there. Uh, Matt Angler, thank you so much for coming here. And uh, we wish you and uh, everybody at Allied Inspections a amazing 2020 absolutely thank you so much and right thanks for uh thanks for putting this out there you're welcome. very valuable information appreciate that. all right take care man thank you thanks, thanks.